What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of WAP. My name is Patrick C. Huerta. Uh, with me today, I am sitting with uh, Christopher Breckel. What's up? What's How's up, man? Thank you for coming by. Thank you for joining me on this. For sure. Glad to be here, dude. Uh, In this sweet little conference room. So what's up? Yeah, it's my <laughs> new studio. I'm, 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 grow- I'm stepping up in the world. <laughs> it's like this is a... Kind of legit. <laughs> yeah. It's you like know. you're a businessman, man. Getting ready. There's paintings in here. They have price tags on them. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm only legit like an hour a day on Saturdays. Other days, yeah. I, I pack up and I gotta yeah, go yeah. back to my couch. Well, the reason rest. we're here is your apartment is too dirty to be in. So it's yeah, <laughs> my wife's upstairs sick. I mean, we could go up there and just chill. And, just and then get like, all sick and just talk about how we're feeling worse and worse. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the fever's kicking in yeah. now. I want to throw up. And yeah, like that was a podcast. <laughs> it was cool, man. It was sick. <laughs> yeah, literally. It was, it was literally fuck. sick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so cool, man. Uh, you're a local comedian. I've seen you a couple of times at the uh, doing open mics. Uh, last time I caught you, you were doing a feature set opening up uh, for uh, Fonseca. For te- at the Texan too. At the nice Texan too. Yeah. How, how, how was that show for you, man? How did you uh, like that, that show? That show was terrible. <laughs> it yeah. was. I did 20 minutes. Um, I probably did 10 minutes of material and then just 10 minutes of trying to get the room to settle down. Yeah, uh, man, I got that, those group of tourists, I guess, I guess they were tourists, yeah. like, uh, they knew that a comedy show was about to happen, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, we're, that's cool, we'll, we'll stick around, mm-hmm. and then they, they'd fucking talk through your whole set. Yeah, that's the way it goes, man, I mean, you can't really, I feel like there's no ticket to the door, they're just coming in to drink, they're getting off work, so they're like, why the fuck would I want to listen to this kid, so, I mean, I get their mindset about it, it does kind of suck for me, but, uh. I thought I had them. I thought I was going to win them over there for a second, but uh, yeah. they only listened for a good, like, two minutes. <laughs> and then it was, was kind of rough, too. Like, yo, you, the mic setup was, like, it was connected to, like, a practice amp or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it was hooked up to the littlest amp of, a, like, a, I don't know, probably, like, a 6 by 10 amp <laughs> Yeah, <so laughs> for a big-ass bar. Yeah, and people were playing pool, which is, it was great, too. Well, yeah, they wanted to play pool in that room right there where the show was happening. We're like, yeah. no, we're not giving you the balls yeah, for this. You know, go to the next room and all Yeah, that I think stuff. I ended up like singing on the stage. I was just doing yeah. anything to get fucking people to listen. You're like, fuck comedy. Let's just do fucking karaoke. <laughs> yeah. And then you, you, got in, you went into a song and you were like, you were dedicated to that, man. Yeah. Like you almost, you that's almost my, did the whole song. That's my actual go-to karaoke song. So yeah, I fucking uh, did it. How, so do you like, like that was kind of, I would think that was a rough show. Like, do you say like, all right, well, fuck my premise. Let me just fucking go into talking shit about people. Um, yeah, it depends. Um, it depends. I just kind of have to, like, fill out the room because, like, if it's a bar show like that, you can't do it. You can't do, like, the same set you would do in, like, a comedy club because people aren't there a lot of the time to see comedy. So they're not going to be quiet. They're not going to listen to every word you have to say. So the stuff has to be a little bit more, like, punchier and, like, in their face yeah. because they're, if you're going to tell, like, a long-winded joke, no one's, like, no one's going to listen. You have to have them on board first before you can do, like, longer jokes. Yeah. So it's, like, just a cat and mouse game of trying to, <laughs> trying to get them on your side and then fucking doing it. Has it ever gotten, like, like bad? Like, have you ever gotten into fights with, with people? Um... For- I no, I've never gotten enough like a fight with anyone. I usually keep it pretty. I usually don't get overly mad at people. Sometimes I'll like give them a couple jabs and then I'll say something about myself to like even it out and then like go back into it. I find if you're really pissing someone off, then everyone in the audience gets tense. No one wants like at that point they're not ready to laugh. You know, they're just like oh they're watching like a drama. Yeah. So. Oh. <clears throat> Yeah, one thing that uh, when me and my wife go to these shows, she's like, 
I don't want to sit anywhere close to the stage, you know, <laughs> for the chance like they'll just pick on you, like, oh, like, what's your name? What do you do and all that stuff? Yeah. Uh, so do you do you avoid like doing crowd work like that, or do you? No, I mean, I like doing crowd work it, if it's fun. Like, but sometimes it, when it becomes just like heckling and like you can't get your joke out, or like they're derailing it so much that you're losing like your set, that's when it's annoying. Um, I guess I ha- I've had to call out people and stuff to like tell. Usually when I'm like hosting a show is when I've had to be like, you know, like hey, you're you gotta shut the fuck up because you're you know the. You're doing it to every comic. Like on that midnight show, I was telling you, like the Blind Tiger. Like one time, there was this really drunk girl, and she just kept on talking in the back during everyone's set. And so I just like went up on the mic and told her to shut the fuck up. And like people are usually on your side because they're there to see comedy, and they're like, yeah, yeah, she should be quiet. And y'all don't have anything like like security or anything. Like okay, it's time to go. You got to kick people out. Like you yeah, just- I mean, like the bar, they ha- kind they have like bouncer-esque people i thought i'm just like big bus boys but like you know so they uh uh they would help out with that big bus boys event. just like major yeah. pain yeah <laughs> one time i was on doing a show um at the tiger and i was hosting the show and i had a co-worker there and uh he started like heckling the comic on stage wasn't doing like a great job kind of and like he was kind of just fucking around and uh he was this out-of-town comic and uh anyway he starts getting heckled and they just started like basically yelling at each other and just like like full-on like hey fuck no fuck you like fuck you like you're an idiot blah blah blah. and that went on for like a while to the point where like i had to like kind of like clap the dude off stage or be like you gotta get off because it's ridiculous but usually would have thrown out that dude but because like he was my coworker, i was like this is gonna be such an awkward monday morning yeah so i was just like kind of tame the show back down and luckily it kind of uh subsided but yeah it was, it was not good there for a while why do you think people would like get into that like do they just want to be part of the show or they think oh it, like you're talking so i could talk everybody could talk i think it's you know? a little bit of both uh, and plus alcohol that plus alcohol, plus alcohol <laughs> i mean it just depends yeah sometimes it's just people who think they're like yeah they i mean they think it's like an open dialogue like it's like sometimes or they think they're really funny and that they're smart and that they can like do it, which sucks because like they usually end up hurting the show because they're fucking with the jokes and like yeah. and like, that's what the other people are there to see is like the material and not me like try to fight off you all night, you know yeah. what I mean? So usually it's like I mean you learn how to deal with it and like usually people aren't that good at it because they don't do it. Like I do that, you know, multiple times in a, a week. And then, so they'll say something and they'll have like one like witty thing to say. And then you follow back up with it. You know, you say your thing back to them and they're just like blank because they, that's the one thing yeah. they had to say. You know they what I mean? They weren't prepared for that. Yeah, usually you know? they're not very quick on their feet, especially if they've been drinking. So yeah, it just depends. Usually people are pretty good sports about it. I've never had like terrible... Uh, a terrible, terrible experience. I bombed really bad before and gotten heckled, like when I was first starting out, and it was just awful. The guy who heckled me got way bigger laughs than I was getting the whole time, <laughs> and, so, and that's never the way you want it. And uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. So, how, how long have you been doing this? How how'd you get your start in comedy? Um, I have not been doing it all that long. I I'm coming up on two years, so it'll be two years in May actually. Um, I always really liked comedy i was just and i became like obsessive of like watching stand-up like i was in school and i I would write a lot and stuff like that and uh not always like comedy wise but i was just always like writing and then i started like loving comedy and was like 
yeah, I watched a lot of comedy when I was a kid and stuff, but like I was getting really into stand up. Um, and then I had a buddy who was always, he was a musician and he was always going to open mics and like doing his, you know, his songs or whatever. And I would go with him and I'd always be like, man, I really want to like participate, like be part of this, but like I don't play music and I just, I'm not a musician. And like, you know, I was writing stuff and actually one day he, uh, we were at an open mic and he was like, oh, I signed you up. And I was like, you signed me up? What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, you're going to do your stand-up because he's a good friend of mine. He like, knew I'd been writing stuff. And I was like, nah, dude, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, no, nah, no, just do it. And after that, went off for about 15 minutes. And finally he was like, oh, I'm just kidding. I, I did not sign you up. But at that point, I was already so amped up. I was like, all right, I'm going to sign up, oh, whatever. Right. So I signed up. and I was, That same night you signed up? Yeah, I signed oh, okay. up. And I was because uh, I had some stuff I had written, but like was not plan planning on doing. And... Uh, I, you know, had a couple drinks and I was like, I'm fired up and I did it and it went, it went pretty well, you know, well for my first time, I guess, you know, it was people could probably tell it was my first time and we were halfway laughing just at that. And, uh, then I didn't really, um, then I almost took like, I, I didn't do anything for like a year. I think I did like one more set with a completely new material and I was in school at the time and I was just like, I don't want to do it again. And, um, and then I was just like still obsessing about it and like, writing and like wanting to do it and then uh one day again i was uh i was like all right i'm gonna go back up and like do it again and i went to the lol comedy club and that was the first time i'd ever really done it at like a actual comedy club and not like a bar and then since then i was doing it like every day i mean i was just as many mics as i could do i was going out and trying to find them yeah so you said two two and a half years yeah which yeah so not counting that like time i just did it once and then Skip, didn't do it again for a year. I've been doing it like two years consecutively. Yeah. How do you how do you prepare? You said like you when you did the open mic, you had a couple of drinks. Do you do you like to get drinks before you go on stage? Or no. Like- now I t- I typically don't. I mean I do, but I don't like to do it because it gets worse. Um, like you think you're funny when you're drunk, but you're really not. Like it's, uh, not, it's not so much about that. It's, <laughs> I mean sometimes I am a like better and like looser when I've been drinking, but there's definitely a fine line of when you've had too much and then you're struggling to remember what the fuck you're saying. That's yeah. when it gets bad. I usually if I'm doing like a show that I'm on, like being paid to be on a show or something like that, I will either not drink or have like one drink before I go up. But I mean, I drink a lot anyway, so I can usually have a beer and not really feel too much from it. You know, it's like, it's fine. So yeah. I usually do that and then I'll, I'll drink afterwards or whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it really just depends. But yeah, I usually don't try to drink too much before I actually get on stage. Is there anything that you do? Like, do you, uh, do you, do you, like jog or do you like yoga before you go on? Like, how no, do you I don't do shit like that. <laughs> You're like, okay, swig, go on stage. No, I change smoke about a pack of cigarettes and then I go up on stage. Oh, yeah. So it's, the, uh, it's, it's my yoga. Uh, no, I, um, I mean, I try not to get too much into my head. I'm pretty bad at that. Like, um, I can get really into my head and then like I just end up instead of being like present on stage I'll I, I'll just like kind of like recite my jokes which is not what you want to do because people can tell you're doing that and mm. it's like you want to be present and like in part like in the moment um so usually like I'm lo- I look over my set look over my set and then a couple you know like 10 minutes before I go up I'll just stop looking at my set and just really try not to think about it and then usually go outside and smoke a cigarette and pace around I just pace around and then I try. I try to. I usually just think about the first joke I'm gonna do because I know once I do that, like I'll, I'll be into it. Usually, I get out of my head when I get up on stage. Mm-hmm. It just depends. Do you do you go up there like with like a like a set list or do you just have like 
bullet points or do you have like little reminders? Like, how do you like to do your set? Like, um, I try. Thing? Yeah, I mean, I just write down. Um, it depends. Some jokes I write out like, like almost like word for word, like on a piece of paper. I write it down word for word. Usually, when I get up there, I don't like recite it exactly how I wrote it. But sometimes I'll write out a joke. Sometimes I just write down the idea, and I know where like the punchline is. I know what, like the point I'm trying to get to. So like sometimes I'll, like a workshop a joke for a little bit, like at open mics, until I figure out like the like I don't know the way I want to do it, and then um, usually I'll take it to like a show after that or, or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just have like my ideas down and I'm like, all right, well, this joke will work after this joke and this joke will work after that joke and I can maybe create like a flow with it, you know, mm-hmm. it just depends. Um, but yeah, usually I know what I'm going to do before I get up on stage. Sometimes I'll like be debating if I'm going to do one joke or the other just to, you know, and I'll wait and see what the audience is reacting to and then I'll, you know, decide on what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. But you, I mean, yeah. I don't, um, like, some comics are really good at just, like, going up and riffing on stuff and, like, doing it. Usually, I mean, if something happens in my set, you know, I'll riff off what's happening in the room or, like, the people in it, but usually I'm just trying to get through the stuff I've written. Yeah. I don't want to say get through, (laughs) make the stuff I've written funny. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So two years, two and a half years, uh, I was asking before, like, if you had anything, like, a joke or a premise or like a character or like it's something that you look back and you're like why the fuck was I doing that shit oh man um, yeah Are I've you written a lot of shitty shit jokes <laughs> oh yeah for sure I, uh, I throw out stuff all the time um, yeah I mean the first like six to eight months of me doing comedy I almost like threw out all the jokes I was doing and like started rewriting like new stuff because um, it was just not the kind of stuff I wanted to do um, or like it was stuff that I was like thought was funny, but I really wasn't like didn't really give a shit about actually talking about what I was like doing. So I kind of had to find out like what I was actually interested about like talking about. So that took me a little while. And some of my jokes were just not well written out. Like there was one funny part of it, but they were really long winded. I was like, you want to try to get to like the you know the point of what you're saying as quickly as possible. Like mm-hmm. get to the funny as quickly as possible. And at mine were like had these big setups and like just weren't to the point so i was losing a lot of people on stage because they're just like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) so eventually you figure out how to get to the to the point of it um yeah have you done any road shows anything outside of san antonio uh yeah um i just went down the other week to uh corpus christi and did the mesquite street comedy club with george anthony he headlined um yeah, those shows are really fun. Um, they have a small, they have two different size rooms there. We're in the smaller room, um, but it was awesome. I think like it probably fits like 50, 60 people, like tops, and so it's like real intimate little room, and it's, it's cool. Um, yeah, I've done some shows in Big Springs, um, Fort Stockton, um, Austin. Um, that's pretty much around the Houston, you know, just, just uh, Texas. I haven't really done much outside of Texas. I did one show in uh, um, Colorado Springs. That was pretty fun. It was at like a, hey, uh, it was like a weed cafe. Like they didn't sell weed there, but you could smoke weed there because it's in like, you know, it's in Colorado Springs. So, your own weed cafe? Yeah, it's pretty much what it was. Like they sold like paninis and they're like, oh, and here's a bong to smoke out of. And they like just let people smoke it. Very weird place. Um, it was a very like small show. And not very many people like showed. It was like uh, just like a bar show essentially, but uh, it was super fun just because it was you know 
different people I wasn't used to, and I just, I just had fun with it because I was like, this is a ridiculous place to be doing comedy right now. So, so it was just a, a cafe that sold food, and they're like, uh, you could bring your own weed. They so bring we their own weed, and they had fucking food. you know paraphernalia, whatever the vehicle you wanted. So they had bongs and pipes or like papers, and you just do whatever you wanted. And it was hilarious. My fucking mom and stepdad went to the show too, <laughs> and so they're sitting there. Uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty funny. Um, they're cool about it but um but yeah so it was fun um it was funny they didn't sell alcohol though so i guess you get one for the other i don't know (laughs) we're not that kind of establishment (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. we don't don't serve alcohol here okay light up uh so you're you're part of the are you competing in the uh Funniest Funny in South, South Texas? Texas. Uh, I am, yeah. On Wednesday, I'll be doing that or whatnot. Uh, that's like the first round. Or they're going through all the qualifier rounds right now. Um, so that should be fun. We'll see what happens. I did it last year. Didn't do very well. I mean, I did well. I actually liked my set, but I didn't move on or anything. So um, we'll see what happens. Um, I've, I've been watching a couple of the rounds, and yeah, people are doing good. So it's fun. It's just fun to watch because sometimes you get people from out of town coming and like people you don't know, and they're like, oh, that dude's really funny. Or, and she's really funny. Yeah. How are they judging? Are there actual judges? Or are they doing I don't like, know how they judge that shit. Like, uh, it's a little weird. I don't know. Like, like they have some random ass people judging. Uh, sometimes like it's just like audience members. Sometimes it's like local broadcasters, you know, like news sites or like um, I think some people from like uh, the current have judged in the past sometimes it's like past comics um so yeah it's a little weird i mean a lot of it's like based on audience reaction and like you're allowed to bring people and you get like free like 10 comp tickets so it's basically a little bit of it's a popularity contest of how many people you can get out of the stream, oh, but, yeah. but i mean some great people have won in the past so something's working i mean um yeah, Cabazo won last year. He's hilarious. Or yeah, you had him on the first episode. Yeah, um, Larry Garza, I think, won the year before that, and he's hilarious. So they usually come out with a pretty good, good comic on top. Yeah. So. What else are you working on? You have your own shows going on around town. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm always doing stuff at the the Blind Tiger, which I was uh, telling you earlier in the base of the Mind Time Machine. You've been there, so we always do a Friday show at midnight. Um, and they always do a good ten o'clock show. Um, I do shows over. At the at Brick, it's called the Upstairs Studios, and there's a studio in there called Corporate Studio, and we always we're, we're doing some weird um, kind of themed shows. Um, it's corporate, so um, you know it's uh, that kind of theme of a corporate office. We set up a filing cabinet and a fucking rug and chairs, and uh, I, I put a suit on and I host shows, and uh, we we did that. We did a one called HR North Pole, um, where I was the HR director of the North Pole and then interviewed people, um, employees of the North Pole. So we had like a disgruntled rain, um, I mean, disgruntled elf and a reindeer handler and the secretary of Santa and um, a snowman who ended up being from like Brooklyn. I don't know how he got that accent, but uh, it's pretty fun. I, they were all, you know, obviously comics that I know. And uh, yeah, those are really fun shows. So we're going to keep on doing those. I don't know when we have the next one planned. Um, they do other events in there, so sometimes it's hard to uh, map it out. But we'll probably do another one here in uh, March or something. Yeah. yeah. So you you run part of the Blind Tiger, or you just know people that run? Um. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a group run thing. So, um, I mean, there's people there who've been there longer and are a little more like invested in it, and uh, they kind of do more like the booking of the shows. But uh, I'm like a regular host of the Midnight Show, uh, and we all it's all a group effort to like 
you know, clean the place and, um, you know, see people and do tickets and stuff like that. So it's always, it's all done by comics. It's all, it's all like all comic run plays, which was kind of the idea of like letting a place where we didn't have any like restrictions of our comedy and we didn't have like a manager telling us like, no, that joke's too whatever, too dirty or, you know, too stupid or whatever, you know, or too out there. You can just do like really what you want to do. And, um, yeah, it just gave us, I mean, I think it also came from like comics just wanting more stage time and at a venue where you was really um, receptive to comedy because it's like such a, I mean, it's in essentially a basement. So you walk down there and it's a little scary or whatever, but then yeah. it's, uh, it, you know, you settle in and it's in a very, it's in a dark room. There's like one um, spotlight. So it's all like focused on the comedy. You can't really have like any side conversations, which is a big problem at like, bar shows because there's just so much area where you can go talk and so yeah it's really focused and you get like you end up having a really good comedy show so that's uh it's fun yeah the two times that i've been there uh it's like set up like long ways and then yeah, yeah. where i was sitting uh before uh this last time i went i noticed that there's a stage you know mm-hmm. on the on the far side of the room you know why why is it set up long ways rather than using that stage on yeah the far side? well they do use the the long ways sometimes so like they'll do that for um um, they were doing improv shows there, and I guess they still are at, at 8 p.m. Um, and then um, some, like um, Abby Bennis is a talk show, the 10 p.m. show, um, and she does it long ways too because there's more guests and there's more people on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, we do it as the other way for stand-up, mostly because it keeps the room a little bit more focused. Like it, that makes the room real long, and so having it. Um, um, but I get we'll call we'll call the way it's set up for stand up wide. Okay, like, okay like, yeah. that's the wide way it's set yeah. up. And instead of like long that way, it kind of forces people to sit up front because they can't sit really far back because okay. there's not a really far back. So it kind of keeps everything like real, like intimate and close um, to the stage um, to try to like yeah, just keep all the focus on the on the comedy um, because there's like. I don't know, just lots of places. You can, yeah, you can get really get lost back there in the crowd if it's like the stand-up way, the other way. And also like people kind of like hide out by the stairs too if it's set up that long way. So yeah, it's just trying to get people in there and sit down and to watch comedy. Yeah. What kind of rooms do you like work? Like do you, do you prefer bars or do you prefer like actual comedy clubs? Like, um, I would for sure say I prefer comedy clubs just because people are there to see comedy and you can actually do your material and stuff. Um Bars are, I mean, can totally be fun, and there's some really great bar shows, but sometimes they can just get, you know, rowdy and out of hand, and it's hard to get people's focus, but usually you get free drinks, and that's always fun. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, comedy clubs are great. I mean, there's some comedy clubs that are better than others, for sure, and, like, um, you know, with a comedy club, there comes, like, a whole different... Um, like the Tiger's different because it's like a comic run comedy club. So there's no drink minimum. Like we don't charge like the midnight show. Um, you know, no one's really invested to make like a lot of money out of it. It's really just a way to, you know, uh, hone your comedy and meet people and, uh, you know, just, w- you know, work on your craft or whatnot. Um, but then like, you know, if you're working at like a comedy club and you're getting paid to do it and everyone who's there is, you know, buying a $15, $17 ticket and like having to buy two drinks. So they're spending, you know, they're going to spend close to a hundred bucks that night or probably, you know, some shit. So there's a little bit more pressure and like, I need to be fucking funny. (laughs) So these people get their money's worth. You know what I mean? You don't want someone walking away going, God, I spent like a hundred bucks to watch some guy. who wasn't even funny. You know what I mean? So, um, 
but that's like good. I mean, that pressure is like fun and like, um, yeah, it's good. But yeah, for sure, a comedy club just because people want to see comedy. Uh, I was asking uh, John Toto about the different types of mics. Like, there's some mics set up for, you know, spoken word for comedy, and then there's the music mics. Like, yeah, you know, do you do you get a, a different vibe from those, or do you prefer not to do those those music based um, open mics? Uh, I I love poetry mics to be honest. Like, those are really cool. Um, out, I mean. Uh, I think number one is like comedy by just like as comedy because like it's advertised that way. People are going to see comedy. People are prepared to see that. So it's like just the benefit in that. But poetry mics, like poets are, they're super cool. They want to like, they're really into words. And so they shut up and listen and actually like pay attention to stuff. Yeah. So like they're like a great audience for comedy because they'll pick up on that like little joke that you wrote that only a couple people will get or whatnot because they're actually paying attention and like engaged. So like they're always a fun audience. Um, um, music mics or like variety mics that are mainly music mics, which a lot of them like are. Um, I feel it can, it's not great always sometimes. Well, first I feel like I, uh, kind of like barging in on like their, their right. mic, you know what I mean? Like their music, they're trying to shut up their gear. They're trying to do stuff. They're, yeah. uh, you know, um, we don't let, you know, mi- musicians go up at comedy mics, you know, it's not like you can bring out your, you know, drum kit and your fucking, your band and like, and you know, you know, go up at a comedy mic. So oh, I kind of, I try to like, keep it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I was thinking of like, what's a big, I guess, the, I guess if someone came with a guitar and wanted to like do, you know, jokes and comedy, they could do that. But I guess they could bring a drum kit. That'd actually be pretty fucking tight. You should do that, dude. That, that could be like your market. My whole uh, set would just be setting up with drums. Like, All right, yeah. take, it <laughs> take it down. And then he'd do uh, one of the, yeah. and then you're, you get out of there. Yeah. Um, so like yeah and then it's just like I don't know like music like people can have it as just like a background thing and it's not that big of a deal because like you can still listen and like talk to your buddy at the same time and still being enjoying it you know what I mean and like with comedy you can't do that you know what I mean so I can't be like saying jokes in the background of your conversation like you're not going to hear that joke or pay attention so when people are really used at a mic to hearing a bunch of musicians go up over and over again sometimes it's hard to get those people to transition to be like actually stop talking now and like listen to the jokes that's the only way you can really enjoy it you know yeah. and like you don't really want to force people to do that anyway if they're there to just get a drink you know what I mean so uh, yeah so yeah comedy mics are I mean the ones that are straight comedy are usually good but poetry is fun too yeah, the the mics that Jamal does at uh, Frankie Diablo's, and then he does the et cetera, et cetera one at um, Beer Depot. Yeah. Like he he's first off, he's a great host, and that's a variety mic of name poetry, music, comedy, and um, he just yeah he he's good at getting the audience focused and like hyping it up and like letting people know oh a comic's coming up now, so listen or yeah. like you know he's like he's just good at it. So and uh, he has one of the biggest laughs. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. always make sure like y'all should. Like, yeah, yeah, always... and he's very generous with it too. Yeah, I, I've definitely known he doesn't think I'm as funny as I am sometimes, but he'll still give me a big laugh just to shut people up and make them listen. So yeah, right. I've even, I even see him like walk through the room laughing and clapping like to try yeah. to like get everybody like for sure. Yeah, being less laughter. Man. Yeah, yeah. No, he yeah, he's the best. That's the so that's a, that's a big support when it comes to the mics, you know. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, he's good. He's very. Um, He's a high energy dude, so he, and he's likable. So like, even him just being there is like, you know, gets people excited and hyped up. So that's good. Yeah. Do you host any open mics? Um, no, I don't have my own open mic. Um, I've, ho- I mean, I host for you know friends and whatnot sometimes. Sometimes I host the one over at Oak Hills. Um, mm-hmm. 
but that's Abby Benes's mic. She does a great job at that. Um, but uh, then you know, I'll fill in from other people from time to time. But uh, but no, I don't have my own. Um, I was thinking about starting one actually over at Beer Depot. That might still happen. That might not. But uh, we'll see. It's a lot. It's a lot of work to put to to do a, a mic. Um, and especially making a good relationship with the business is like the most important part, and that can be hard sometimes to find a a good partner to, to coordinate with or whatnot. How many times do you try to get up a week? Um, as much as I can, honestly. Um, there's we're pretty fortunate to have quite a few mics here in San Antonio, man. Uh, so I usually go up on a Monday mic. Um, Tucker's has been improv used to do a Monday mic, but uh, I go over to Tucker's, which is off Houston Street. Uh, that's a newer comedy mic. Um, that's super fun. And then there's um, there's actually two other mics that night. And sometimes I go to those. Sometimes I don't. So sometimes you can hit three mics on that Monday. Um, and then on Tuesdays I go to LOL, which they have their open mic. That one's usually really good because you know a bunch, like usually like 50, 60 people come out. So it's a great place to try material. Um, Wednesdays is Oak Hills. So I go up on Wednesday. Thursday, there's not really a mic. Um, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it just depends on what's going on. Sometimes I have shows on the, you, you know, hopefully, you know, on the, on the weekend, I'll be on a show or something. Um, so it just varies. Probably around like five to six times. Maybe like it's varying four or five. It, it just varies. Yeah. If it's a good week, five or six. Yeah. Pretty busy. Yeah, for sure. There's a bunch of mics in Austin too, so every once in a while I try to go up there, um, and it's just nice to get in front of like new people, and uh, I don't know, it helps you make connections with people or whatnot. Just mm-hmm. seeing your comedy and then being like, you know, the off chance that someone's like, "Oh, you're funny," like I have a spot on the show or whatnot. So that's a uh, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you plan on doing any road shows? Are you trying to do like a little tour or? Um, I don't have a tr- any kind of like uh, plans for a tour, uh, but I definitely am trying to just get out and get on more shows like outside of san antonio um so yeah i mean i always love going to houston because houston's super fun they have a great scene um and austin's really fun too and um audience has i mean austin has um a lot of response for comedy so their crowds are usually really good and they're to see comedy so they do fun shows there yeah, so yeah i'm trying to go up there dallas is great too i just I, it's hard to get i hard to get in the clubs up there so it's all one step at a time. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any like goal sets, or are you just going by like just trying to get your comedy stronger before you start making bigger plans? Um, yeah, a little bit of both. I mean, yeah, there's definitely um, um, goals I want to have done, and like I, I definitely want to move eventually. Um, I, I, I really want to move to New York, but that's still up in the air right now of like where I will move. But I'm probably gonna stay. Um, here in San Antonio or at least South Texas for uh, probably for another year just to keep on building my comedy and uh, building material and then also like I'm, wor- I'm trying to work on some videos and stuff like I'm writing some, some sketches and probably feel like just trying to build up like you know my you know portfolio whatever of comedy and then uh, make more connections and then move move and keep on pursuing it yeah I mean I love stand up and like as long as I can continue to like be on stage I'll do that but like I'm also really interested in writing so if I could write for like you know a show or you know like that's like long term goals or whatnot, is yeah. to do something like that so just all a, <laughs> that really really slow climb of the comedian yeah so that's what I'm trying to do why New York why not LA or another place um just cause I have it idealized in my head like honestly oh, okay. like maybe like um 
there are like you know um la's you know great for comedy too um i feel like my personality and maybe comedy too kind of like fits new york better um and like that's where i'd like to see myself so um um, but yeah, LA has a ton of opportunity. They kind of have like it seems they have more on um, the you know the TV industry and stuff like that too. So um, it's definitely a great place to move. But I don't know. Austin has like really great connections too um, because you know, Cap City is really connected on like kind of a national level to other clubs and stuff like that and like uh, festivals and stuff like that. So it's always it's you know that I might move there before I move anywhere. You know um, we'll see. I don't really know. I don't love the idea of paying. Uh, Austin money <laughs> to, to live there or whatnot. It's not my favorite place in the world, but they have a good comedy scene. So yeah. Yeah. But I mean, San Antonio does great comedy. Um, so yeah, not, not to shit on San Antonio in any way at all. Just, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes there's just more resources other places. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's good, man. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, uh, for sure. It's fun, dude. Uh, how can people find you? Like, uh, what's your social media? Yeah. Um, on, uh, Instagram, I'm on freckle. So it's my last name, but instead of a B, it's an F. So F R E A K E L L. And on Twitter, I'm Breckle Garbage. Because <laughs> I think I'm real funny. Uh, <laughs> so I did that. Uh, Twitter's pretty fun, though. I actually haven't been on Twitter that much. I got to say, I fucking enjoy it. I just tweet nonsense. Um, and if you like my sense of humor, you'll probably like me on there. Um, yeah, and then on Instagram, you can just see me drunkenly take snaps, you know, stories. So that's fun, too. Right. <laughs> Never know. You'll see on there. Uh, but yeah, or, or, you know, just fucking friend me on Facebook, too. I'm, that's I'm on there. And what day are you doing the Funniest in South Texas? I'm doing that on uh, on Wednesday. So yeah, come out to that. That'll be fun. Um, there's short sets, but you get, there's a, quite a few good dudes on that round. Um, and then Tucker's on Monday night, if you guys want to go see a show on a... On President's Day, so the, the big holiday, great, great day for comedy, I guess. Um, but yeah, that will be uh, they'll be at Tucker's. I think that starts at nine or something. I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it should be a good show. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, uh, well, good luck with everything. Thanks again. Yeah, and, dude. Uh, we'll Thanks catch for up, letting me we'll on. Catch up later. Yeah, good luck. All right, see you.